Welcome to another amazing episode of FuelCast. I'm Rolandria Boyce, your host. This season, we have really been focusing a lot on exploring the stories of our people in our school nutrition program. And we understand that each person that's a part of our program has a very diverse background, and we're always interested to know how people got here. We have an exciting guest joining us today is Monica Greiner. She's one of our area consultants in school nutrition. Um, Monica, tell us a little bit about you and how you got to school nutrition. Thank you, Rolandra. I arrived on the scene back in 2004 as a school nutrition director in Cockwick County, and I never looked back because you are feeding children, and we all know that children cannot learn if they're hungry. I remained in that position for approximately eight years and then decided that it was time to try something new. I retired with 30 years collectively in our school system, and I joined the state staff as an area consultant serving Southwest Georgia, Okefenokee, and Coastal Plains Risas. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying this opportunity. I'm, I continue to grow. So thank you again for having me here today. Well, we're happy to have you. We would just we love your spirit and your your energy that you contribute to our program. What did you do before being a director? Oh, okay. Well, before I was a director, I actually started in our school system as a home economics teacher and loved I'm, I'm not family. Yes, I'm not family and consumer science. I was home economics. So that dates me, which is fine because it will <laughs> always be home economics to me. I actually did a, a short stint as a media specialist at the elementary school and I went back to college and completed my master's degree. And then from that position, I landed in school nutrition. I wanted to get back into my roots. I wanted yes. to move up into an administrative top level. And so it was a perfect fit for me. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned home economics. That happened to be my favorite, most favorite elective in middle school. That's kind of where I got my feet wet with cooking and I learned how to yes. make a pizza with the biscuit dough and oh, yeah. um, <laughs> yes. sprinkle the cheese on and add the pepperoni and I also learned how to make a pillow so we have yes. a connection there I absolutely love awesome. home economics <laughs> it, it so, is it's it's probably one of the um, you just bond with the children in those classes the students were there any aspects of those experiences, teaching home economics or being a media specialist, that you feel prepared you for what it would take to be a school nutrition director? Was there any particular thing? I can say that, you know, of course, home economics and the food and the nutritional background is obvious that that, you know, led into a support of knowledge for this position, but also having that technology background because it was just on the the um, forefront of a lot of the media specialists moving more so out of the label like librarians and into right. more of a technology based format. So I truly think, although I'm not tech savvy at all, I do think it allowed me to build some confidence in that area. Uh, mm -hmm. And so by the time that I transitioned out of the media center, I wasn't as intimidated by some of the newer technology. Technology is definitely our BFF right now. Without it, I don't know how we would oh. stay connected. <laughs> Very true. Very right. True. So you mentioned that you serve RISAs. Could you tell us what a RISA is? Um, yes, right. RISA stands for Regional Educational Service Agencies, and these are set up throughout the state. And it's an information source within the various programs that are within your systems. Thank you for clarifying that. I know we want to make sure our listeners understand all of our terminology. So I have a few more questions for you. What are you doing when you're not at work? 
Um, tell us something interesting about yourself that most people would be shocked to know. Well, first and foremost, I am a grandmother of three beautiful, the, the most beautiful uh, grandchildren in the world. It's okay. I mean, They're yours. You can be biased. That way. That's right. <laughs> they take up a tremendous amount of my time. I'm also the mother of three <laughs> children who are near and dear. I'm very family oriented, Ro. I think that's where my answers are leading. Um, <laughs> we live on a farm. In South Georgia, there's always lots of work to do. So I, I spend a lot of time outside once I'm finished with my day. Yes. You know, we have cattle. We have a llama, which is an interesting addition to the farm. And we're currently in the, the process of building a new home here. And so there's always lots going on. I just stay very busy. You know, my mother's here. We have a camper. I love the camping scene. We're just a very active family. Awesome. It's always good to know additional information about people and kind of what makes them tick outside or how we experience each other professionally. Now let's get into some important questions. You're obviously in the school meal business. Or what are your favorite school meals back in the day? I, the way I remember it, Ro, is a lot of scratch cooking back mm -hmm. in the day, a lot of the good um, homemade, lots of homemade rolls. I've always been a little partial to like the spaghettis and uh, more of the tangier foods. That's just my own personal preference. The taking a lunch with you was not a common practice amongst those of us that attended the small country schools. Um, employees and staff that were there and the aunts and the grandmothers and so forth and so but that was um, just a couple of years ago that I was you know <laughs> um, having that opportunity so uh, we did enjoy the likes of pizzas and things like that so I, I know the foods were similar except overall the makeup and the way that they were developed and served were completely different than what they are today. But right. I remember enjoying them. I remember the milk, the taste of that chocolate milk in that milk carton. Oh, that um, was the favorite. I remember was. the aroma of chocolate yes. chip cookies for yes. some reason. That's the lure. It got yes. me in the cafeteria. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more. I know you're an area consultant with our program. What do you like most about your role as you support our school food authorities, as we call them, or SFAs? What do you like most about your role? I think the word that you just use, support, I enjoy helping people. I enjoy being around people and having and building the relationships with those and knowing that I've helped them, right. uh, reaching out for answers to questions that they have or maybe helping them feel more confident in the processes that, that they're asked to do. And so I've just taken a lot of pleasure in now being in a role where I do feel like I'm actually helping someone on a daily basis. And that's a good feeling. Awesome. And we feel that energy from you. I've heard a lot about your I Met a Hero series. Can yes. you share a little bit about that and where it started? Sure. Well, it started from the heart. Um, I truly just wanted to make sure that we showcased those kitchen assistants, the, the ladies and gentlemen that are behind the scenes so often do not get the accolades of those such as directors or managers, but they just work so hard and they come from so many various backgrounds that we never take time to really explore, Robe. You know, who, who's, who's in that kitchen? Who, what are they, you know, why are they there? Where did they come from? And there's some of the most interesting stories that I've stumbled up on and, and look forward to continuing that. Um, I do think we have heroes because we're feeding children. It's a, a thankless job. Oftentimes it's one that goes without a lot of recognition, but I would say that the day that if the kitchen was not open 
and food was not ready for the right. staff and for the children and for all involved that it would be very noted we would actually i think realize just how important school nutrition is and i think we've seen that with covid i think that has allowed us to to come and um, be recognized as a source of support for our communities Absolutely. and for our schools and i do think that you know we rose to the occasion in a beautiful way throughout georgia a lot of things were in doubt that we were able to step up and at least keep the food supply consistent as best we could within the schools with so many variables that were working against us. Um, it was a very challenging time. It remains a very challenging time. Well, I was raised in a home where two or more people together, according to my daddy, it was time to eat. So right. I think that that's the, that's the way that I was raised. And when I meet, meet those heroes, I think a lot of them, because so many are from that older generation too. Yes, yes. And they understand and they have experienced that food insecurity for generations. It's not just immediate it wasn't just you know within the last few days or months it's something that they may have experienced as a child i get that sense from so many of them that are part of our group that it was just a part of their mission right is to make sure that kids maybe don't do without in the same manner as a lot of them right and i think it's important to share those stories of school nutrition and celebrate the success that comes from it. And I appreciate you sharing that additional information about your I Met a Hero series. And it's also highlighted on the homepage of our website and you can find it on the marketing news page. I want to invite everyone to visit our website and check those stories out. They share the heart of how special people who work in school nutrition are and is our ability to serve people, to serve children, to serve communities, to bring food where accessibility may be restricted. And I think that's one of the beautiful parts of our program. School nutrition in and of itself has been a hero. So thank you for sharing that part of your story. We love I Met a Hero. Well, thank you, Rod. (laughs) So we know everyone has that one thing that keeps them connected to school nutrition. What is it for you? At what point do you know that this was where you wanted to be? Wow, Ro. Um, I don't know if I set out in my profession to be a school nutrition director. Um, like I started in 2004. I will say this, and it's a story um, I will share, but my brother was born with cystic fibrosis, mm-hmm. and he uh, was in Birmingham waiting on a double lung transplant. And the Uh, former director was retiring and I had worked with her, you know, a a few months uh, transitioning before she left. And so she left on on a Friday in April. And then that following Monday, um, I got a phone call from my brother and he said it was my first day on the job as school nutrition director. And he said, get daddy, because my mother was over there with him. And he said, come to, to Birmingham. My lungs have arrived. And so we left my first day on the job as director by myself. I had to call the superintendent. I was a nervous wreck. I wasn't sure how, you know, what his reaction would be. But as expected, um, it was wonderful and very supportive. Um, You know, say, no, you go, you be with your family. And so I did appreciate that. And unfortunately, he didn't make it um, off the operating table. Hmm. But what I brought home from that or brought back to my position as school nutrition director where I really felt like God had placed me where I needed to be was that the support 
from this wonderful group of people and the purpose behind my job helped me move past some truly personal pain during that time. Right. So I think that growing as a person through that and, and school nutrition being so instrumental in, in, in helping me just sort of get back on my feet because we were very close. Yes. I was very close to my brother. Um, I will always be indebted to school nutrition for that. So it's very hard for me to separate that from saying, you know, why I fit into this. I think that it's just because I love the the people that are involved in school nutrition. I, I love the purpose of what we do. Um, I think that oftentimes the basics in life, sometimes when we're worried about test scores and we're worried about the achievements within the academic part of our system, which is very important. But I think we sometimes just kind of get caught up and overlook that the basics have to be met before all of the other successes can be notated because you're not as successes if you don't have the basics. Right. And um, so it's just kind of got, it gets in your blood, right? Mm -hmm. It gets in your blood. You realize at that moment, you know, this is a big purpose. This is a big reason. And so I think through just personal loss, I gained Mm -hmm. a tremendous amount too. Thank you so much for being vulnerable to share that story. I think that could resonate with a lot of people. It's amazing what loss can do to you if you allow, you know, if you focus on the lessons that come from it. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Can you tell us like what have been some of the evolutionary things that you've seen in school nutrition from then to now? How have we changed? What has the integrity been like? Just share your experience. Um, through the years, I do think that we have evolved into a, a program that is strong for integrity and nutritional standards. I think that we are diversified enough um, and understand the diversification that's required for vegan diets, for ve- uh, vegetarians. We have the gluten-free diets. We have different medical needs now that are that are supported within our school nutrition program. We, we do everything we can. Um, to feed children, uh, plain and simple. And we're doing that with whole grain rich foods. We're doing that with tons of fresh fruits and vegetables. We're, we're doing a lot of Georgia grown items and we're supporting. It's a continual cycle. We're trying to move product for our farmers, for our students. You know, used to, it was pressed and formed a lot of our chicken products, a lot of our patties. Now we're doing whole muscle, which means it's just a true piece of meat. I mean, it's just, (laughs) yes, we're coming, we're coming full circle and we're using a lot of the same products that so often our customers obtain through a drive-through at some of their most popular fast food restaurant and so i think that you know we're a business uh, the school yes. nutrition to program within the school systems is a business and if we're not operating it by watching what's going on in our system but we also have to be open-minded and looking forward as often as possible on how we can continue the participation and grow participation within our programs i'm speaking from my previous uh, you know uh, position as a director at our high school alone, on any given day, you had 18 choices. I mean, it, it, you walk in, there's food courts because it's it, we're doing really good things. Sure. Right. I love the points you're making because uh, the school lunch experience is very much like restaurant dining yes, it experience. Is. It's it's greatly evolved. 
kids have access. I love that you mentioned um, the diversity and maybe dietary restrictions. If you're vegan, if you're vegetarian, if you're gluten-free, if you have allergy accommodations, it all can be done in our cafeteria. We have grown leaps and bounds to make sure that we're able to serve the population that we have in front of us. So that's great. And we've done so, Roe, with such trained staff members. Our health scores typically are top-notch. We are running programs that are um, inspected. We're running programs with staff that are required to have trainings. And I just think that that parents need to be aware that those those folks that are in those kitchens and the managers and the directors and state staff, that we have been adequately trained to maintain the safest of standards when feeding your children. Thank you, Monica. I want to jump into one final question. We want to talk to someone you know is out there listening or a group of people you hope would be listening to the podcast right now. What does being a Georgia School Nutrition Professional mean to you? And what do you hope it means to our community? Well, I do hope that the community understands, um, although they may not understand the the full um, dedication that goes into being a school nutrition professional, I invite people to join the school nutrition family. You know, young mothers with children is an ideal profession. I mean, you're there, you're at the school, you have the same holidays as your children. I think it's an awesome opportunity for the older generation who may be at home and just want to supplement their income. I do think there's positions that fit you perfectly. And I invite anyone who's looking for a career opportunity to give it a try. Yeah, it may I not appreciate. be for everyone, but you know, for the, it, you won't know until you try. And right Absolutely. now, I know there's many systems looking for qualified staff to come in and join their programs. And so, if you're looking for that opportunity, the doors are open. Oh, I appreciate that. We we love that promo that you just did. We appreciate it. Come to School Nutrition and we invite everyone to connect the hashtag love what you do campaign to follow these amazing stories that we're capturing via the FuelCast podcast. Um, Again, thank you, Monica. She's an area consultant in our program. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for listening to this FuelCast episode. I'm Rolandria Boyce, but you can call me Ro. It was a pleasure hosting today's discussion with our special guest, Monica Greiner, area consultant with the Georgia School Nutrition Program. Look out for more insightful discussions connecting those who want to make a difference in the lives of children and communities. And connect with us online via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn using the hashtag FuelingGA. You can also email us at FuelingGA at Godot.org. That's FuelingGA at Godot.org. We welcome your views, episode suggestions, and feedback. Until next time, the Georgia School Nutrition Program is fueling Georgia's future with excellence one school meal at a time.